Rebirth of Venus. I'm Caitlin Matanley, and I'm a spiritual mindset coach, a personal development junkie, an all-around Venus worshiper, and a powerful witch. I'm here to talk dirty about evolution, revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. Thanks for listening. Hello, my friends, my loves, my love muffins, my darlings. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. This is episode 51. Can you believe it? I actually, I think I might have misspoken in the last episode. If I'm imagining this, just ignore, ignore me here. But I think I said it was episode 40 when it was actually episode 50. Holy bananas. I cannot believe we are very quickly nearing the one year anniversary of this podcast and I'm not going to get into all of the, you know, emotional, how far we've come shit quite yet. I'll save it for October when we hit that one year anniversary. But I just want to say real quick, if you've been listening from the beginning, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've been listening for, you know, the past couple months or maybe you're brand new to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am just so grateful to each and every one of you, to everyone who listens, even those nameless, faceless people who just show up in the statistics. I I literally, I send love out to each and every one of you because I feel like I have a personal connection, even if we never interact. And then of course, everybody who reaches out to me on Instagram and my DMs, as always, you can feel free to send me your responses to the episode or your questions. Um, at rebirth underscore of Venus on Instagram. A lot of, I mean, I've just had so many amazing relationships come from those conversations. I've made friends from those conversations. I've found clients from those situate from those conversations. I have hired people from those conversations. Sometimes I do both. <laughs> like I get a client and then I end up hiring my client later. I mean, it's just so amazing. I'm so grateful for the goddamn internet and everything it provides for us as far as opportunity, as far as connection, community. Ah, it feels fucking good, doesn't it? it? Really does. Anyway, so today I wanted to talk about a topic that was a, a recently learned or relearned lesson for me. And it's really looking at how we approach our so-called problems, our perceived problems. So what happened to me a couple days ago Long story short, I woke up to a big mess in my business PayPal account. And I spent the morning panicking and calling them and trying to get it figured out. And, you know, I got the case expedited and, you know, basically I got to the point where I'd done everything I could do. And I was really in a bad place about it because what it did is it it brought up all my old stories around scarcity, around, you know, like things being taken away from me, all of this old bullshit got kicked right back up. And it was so interesting because I always talk about time not being linear. It's more like a spiral, a spiral staircase. And so it was interesting because I was coming back to my same stories. And in fact, I always come back to my same stories like we all do. And yet, even in my panic, which it was a full-on panic, I'll fully admit, (laughs) Um, I even like, you know, called my boyfriend at work 
panicking to him, not that he could do anything at all, but just because I needed, well, I felt the need rather to have someone feel sorry for me and that I, who I could complain to. Again, felt the need because obviously that was not something I truly needed. Although bless him for listening and giving me the love. Anyway, I, it was interesting because here I was coming back to my same old shit and yet I did have, you know, even in that moment, a bit of foresight, not foresight, a bit of understanding that I was going to get out of this, that if I focused my energy, I could get out of it quicker, you know, sooner rather than later. And that there was, you know, a bigger lesson at play here. And I realized in the moment that was progress in and of itself. Even though I was still panicking, that was progress. Recognizing that this, the world wasn't ending, even though it felt like it was. So this is where things get interesting. You know, I, I, I recognized I had done everything I could do. I did some visualization. Interestingly, I'm actually not a big visualizer. I prefer to manifest and, and, and set intention through feeling. Um, and a lot of people actually talk to me about that. They say, you know, I'm not good at visualizing, you know, what can, does that mean I can't manifest? And the first thing I always say is, you know, baby, you're manifesting all the time, whether it's on purpose or not. And the thing is this, everybody learns differently. I'm sure, I mean, maybe if you were lucky enough to go to like a fancy school, you may have even been encouraged to learn in your special way. I went to public school, so I just struggled. <laughs> but you know, you may have heard of the different learning types. So I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but there's like visual, uh, kinesthetic, auditory, and then probably some others I'm forgetting. So one thing I've learned is that I'm a kinesthetic learner. I learn by physically doing things. Um, so like, for example, when I was a dancer, I really struggled, really, really struggled with choreography. Some people can just watch a bit of choreography and just do it. And I'm not that person. I need to drill it, like do it again and again and again. I have to be walked through it, you know, because I'm a kinesthetic learner, for example. Um, and one thing I've learned in my journey of working with magic, with manifestation, is that that translates to feelings. Now, with the learning types, I think emotional learning is like a separate one. But when I talk about feelings, I mean like physically how they feel in my body. And so, where was I going with this? Holy shit. Do I even know? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with this, but I'm going to take it in a new direction, perhaps. So, oh, the visualizing, right. Thank you for thank you for still listening, despite the fact that I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, so I don't visualize a lot because I'm actually not a visual learner. I, or that's not my primary learning modality. So, however, I do have strong success with visualization when there I'm kind of honestly when I'm in the middle of a problem that there's like one solution for or one, like a very clear image I can hold of what's going to look like when this is resolved. So because it was an issue with PayPal, I knew I was going to get an email saying it's been resolved. So what I did that morning is I visualized, you know, whenever I thought to visualize it, which was, you know, every time I started panicking, which was quite a few times, 
I imagined receiving that email and it being today, the same day or, you know, two days ago and coming through and everything being fine. And I realized that was all I could do. However, I'm somebody who really likes to beat a dead horse. I mean, it's such a terrible expression, but you know, I'm somebody who really like holds on to things with my mind. It's extremely difficult for me to let things go. Um, my inner monologue or dialogue, it continues ad nauseum at times, especially when I'm in the middle of a challenge. So I knew I had to distract myself. You know, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn stellium. I'm hella stubborn. I really hold on to things. Letting go of things is really not my strong suit. So I knew I had to distract myself. And this is where things get interesting. And this is really why I called this episode um, Getting Bigger Than Your Problems by Becoming the Divine. So what followed was a huge lesson for me, a huge breakthrough, honestly. And I can't wait to share it with you because I know it's going to provide the same, you know, that same sense of breakthrough for many of you. What happened is this. I started following what feels good. And this is why I'm always saying, you know, when you're ex- like, especially when you're in the weeds of your emotions and your thoughts, it's really important to focus on what feels good because that is actually your, your body and your mind's way of guiding you out of it. I always get a lot of debate. People saying, you know, no, I have, this problem's real. Like, how I can't, can you expect me to feel good when I'm dealing with this problem? Here's the thing. The key is feeling good. People always think, like, what would feel good is my problem being solved. No. Go smaller. It's the only time I'm ever going to tell you to go smaller. So I started identifying what would feel good. And the way, and this happened very organically. It was not intentional. And that's how the magic happened because as somebody who has a hard time letting things go, I, when I go into these processes like with a goal, I kind of miss the point sometimes. So I, I, I swear that the universe took over and was like, this bitch needs some help. And as a result, like allowed me to sort of relax my mind for a second. What I started doing is this. I started fantasizing, daydreaming. I have no idea how it started. I've been really thinking a lot about like bringing people on to my team lately. And I've had a lot of resistance around it because I feel like I have more time to put towards tasks in my business than I have money to hire people. That being said, at this point in my life, I know that's a limiting belief. And I also can't help but, you know, be the eternal pragmatist and be very realistic when I look at the fact that these tasks that I want other people to help me with are consistently not getting done. So regardless of how much time I have to do them, I'm not doing them, you know? So it's it's irrelevant. So I started fantasizing about, like, who my dream team would be, right? And, oh, I know how it started. It started because I booked a session with somebody who I was, like, interested in working with. And even though in that moment, it started as like a a call, honestly, as an inspired action. It just popped into my head to reach out to this person who I had been in contact with in the past and just like wasn't, you know, in alignment at that moment. And even though my, you know, situation with the accounts was all fucked up, I reached out to this person. I, I said I was going to schedule to work with them. Explained it might be a bit, you know, a day or so until this nonsense got straightened out. What this did is I started 
stepping outside of my problem and looking at things from a bigger picture. I had this urge to reach out to this person who I knew was really going to help me with something specific I was handling. And I just followed, I just follow my intuition on that. I just follow my intuition. And it wasn't a huge monetary investment. So like I didn't have so many, you know, I had a little bit of the old stories of like, you know, until you get this figured out, you shouldn't be spending any money, like a scarcity thing. But the reality was it wasn't crazy. It was like a, you know, very, very doable investment. And so I didn't feel like so much resistance. So I just did it, right? And what happened then as I started, it took me on this kind of daydream of like who my dream team would, would be. And I thought about the people I want to hire, the people I want to hire to like, when I talk about my team, I'm not even talking just about my business. I'm talking about like the business of my life, you know? I mean, as somebody who's always struggled with cleaning and who now owns four cats and a boyfriend, I don't own him, but you know, <laughs> I live with him in a very dusty city. It's like, insane how dirty our apartment gets. It's insane. So this year or maybe the end of last year, we started having people come once a week to help us clean. I mean, even though literally they came yesterday and I swept this morning and it was like a giant pile, you know, we do what we can, <laughs> but it really, that really helps. And that started expanding my idea of, cause like that was something I identified that I could not just, you know, I even like to say I could afford because the reality is this, at least in my circumstance, I definitely, like my perception of what I could afford was very, very linked, not to my actual income, but to my ideas of like what I was worthy of. Um, I had a lot of weirdness around having help at home, which was, I think, like a really weird misplaced, like, um, I don't know, like a weird, like feminine guilt thing, despite the fact that I'm hella feminist. It was like, I should be able to do this myself. You know, I never thought that consciously, but I do think deep down that was like a weird pressure I was feeling. Um, and then also, I mean, I grew up like, I think it's more, I mean, so I live in Mexico now and here everybody pretty much, like not just rich people, everyone who's even like lower, will be considered like lower middle class and up has someone come to clean, at least every so often. It's so common. Where I grew up, that is not the case. And I don't know if that's just was the time I grew up in in the U.S. I grew up in the U.S. Or if it was just my family. I don't know. But I definitely had a perception that, but that only rich people did that. And that on some level, it was like something that was uncomfortable or like something like that. I remember clearly my father had back-to-back -back heart attacks when I was in high school and his co-workers pulled their money to purchase like a cleaning service gift certificate or something for my family so we didn't have to worry about you know cleaning and housework or really quite frankly so my mother didn't have to worry about cleaning and housework at the time and I remember so clearly my mother was so incredibly uncomfortable when they would come she would just like she felt so uncomfortable being in that in a position where like she had hired somebody to to do something I think she even like would mention to them that like it was a gift you know it clearly made her so uncomfortable 
And I remember at the time I was like, this would never make me uncomfortable. This is so funny. I even told her, I was like, I'd be like kicking back and enjoying it. And then yet I was recreating those same, you know, those same beliefs that, you know, I think it was maybe like a class guilt thing. I don't know what it was. I mean, I do, I know a lot of the things are at play there. But anyway, like breaking through that and being like, okay, just fucking do it. Like get over it and do it, you know? Um, you know, you, you have the money, it's very affordable and you know the people and it like helps them and everyone's fucking happy. Like (laughs) once I got over that, a big thing, I think I mentioned this in the past was realizing that, oh, I was being helped in this area now where previously I had just complained all the time. And that was the biggest shift for me that I now couldn't really complain about how messy the place was. Couldn't bitch to my boyfriend about it. Couldn't be mad because like he didn't do his part or whatever, you know, bullshit like that. That was actually the really uncomfortable up level I had to handle. Okay, so I got in a little tangent there, but hear me out. There's a reason for this. So I started in, you know, back to a couple days ago, really like thinking of how I could add to my dream team because these, you know, the people who help me clean are on my team. I consider them as like, because here's the thing, if, if I have a clean, relatively clean apartment, um, I can, you know, I work from home mostly so I can get more done because I'm very, very sensitive to my environment. I'm wasting less or spending less time cleaning myself, which means I can not cleaning myself, like my physical body. I still do that. (laughs) I mean, you know, cleaning my space, my physical home. So I could focus on, you know, work, income producing activities, et cetera. So I, re- I started you know, thinking of like who I would like to add to my team. And I, I thought about roles and like people who could fill those roles in my dream world. And I don't know. And I just started like writing it down and it just kind of was happening. And one thing was like, oh, my God, I've always wanted. This is another thing that felt like su- um, superficial or like frivolous but I like increase was in, was has been an increasing problem for me, and I was like, I need to just fucking deal with this. Um, I really struggle with like I hate shopping. I love having clothes, but I hate shopping, and I really struggle with like finding the right clothes that I feel good in, but are practical for my life. And like even though this sounds kind of superficial, and you know whatnot, it actually does impact like my ability to physically show up in my business at times or, you know, to, you know, I don't always like want to go to social, certain social engagements because like I don't feel fully comfortable. As I've up-leveled, that area hasn't up-leveled and I feel like, oh, I just kind of struggle with it more than I have to. So I had kind of half joked with an internet friend a while back about how I wanted her to be my stylist. And she was like, that would be a fucking awesome just because I was someone I randomly started following on the internet. I don't remember why. I liked her style. And I, I don't know. I just like an idea popped into my head. So I had an inspired action following this thing. Um, you know, following, following this thing, this, the session I'd scheduled. I messaged this person and I said, you know, I proposed an idea basically along the, side, along the lines of what I just said. I said, hey, like what would you charge to, I don't know, like put a mood board together with me for like clothes that I can buy that really fit my lifestyle and my budget that ship internationally with links where I can buy them and make it like super easy. 
And she was like, oh my God, that'd be so fun. And she got back to me. It was crazy affordable. Like I could totally do it. And I was like, what have I been waiting for? I've been like complaining that, you know, I don't feel like always fully represented by my physical appearance and all these things. And these things really do matter. And I'm not saying you have to hire a stylist, but they matter because when you're like, no matter what the constant things that bug you are, especially actually especially if they're small and stupid or perceived to be stupid or frivolous, like especially those things are things that you can probably get corrected in your life or get help with for very, very reasonable prices. Or you can do a trade with a friend or something like that, you know? And so I was like, holy shit, like... I like just manifested my like dream personal stylist. Like we're going to do this project together, see how it goes. Okay, this is cool. What happened? So what start, had started happening was this. I'd started to get like way bigger than my perceived problem. I started viewing things from like the bird's eye view. Instead of like focusing on this tiny little problem I was experiencing, even though it felt really big at the time in my business, I went bigger and I thought about my next level of expansion. And then I started going further with it. And I started thinking about help I wanted with some other things in my business, like some VA tasks, some social media stuff. And, you know, I knew the people in my, I had a mind for it. So I started putting out feelers and yeah, like figuring out how much things would cost and how we could get started. You know, maybe I didn't have enough to like put them on a monthly retainer. But I was like, okay, you know, how much for like working on this for a couple hours, things like that. And I started to feel really good. And I thought of a quote I read in a book this year. The book was Wealth Beyond Reason by Bob Doyle, which is a really great book. It blew my mind. It, it's kind of like, it's really a, a good book if you have like been into law of attraction for a while. It's definitely next level. It's got some next level concepts and it really made some things click for me. And I've been studying this for a long time, so I, I recommend it. But one thing he said was when you have a problem, it's actually inherently an indicator that you're thinking too small. The, the issue doesn't come from the problem. It comes from you being on the same level with the problem. So the solution is actually to get bigger than the problem. And then I was pulling tarot for somebody and I realized that when we pull tarot, especially about like a sort of a day-to-day -day problem, like should I do this or this? Is this right for me? What happens every time, and this can be really annoying sometimes when you just want a straight answer, <laughs> like a human answer, but what always happens with tarot is you get the bigger answer. You get the big picture answer, which is like, oh, you're asking, you know, whether this is right for you, but like, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you think is right for you? You know, or, or like, how can you provide this to yourself? Or, or these bigger picture answers. And I realized that what all these tools are doing and what I was tapping into, into this moment with like starting on my fan, you know, manifesting my fantasy dream team, even just on paper at first, is I was getting bigger than the problem, just like Bob Doyle said, but more importantly, in getting bigger than the problem, I was becoming the divine and things started flowing because like with modalities like tarot, we're tapping into divine consciousness or, you know, our higher self, same thing to me, same thing. And that consciousness 
knows that like our perceived problems are really not that serious. I mean, and we, and we all, we've all experienced this, you know, you look back on things that were a huge problem and you either forgotten them or you forgot how much you were freaking out at the time, or you recognize that, you know, something that, that it worked out on some level, even if it was like kind of sucky for a while, it worked out. You're still here. You're still alive, you know? And guess what happened? Of course, as I was like excitedly chatting with people on Instagram and like making all this stuff happen and, and, and excited mostly, it wasn't even about like, oh, like, you know, it, at this point I hadn't even spent any money besides that first session I had booked. I hadn't even like put my money where my mouth was, so to speak, but I was taking action. Like I was researching what it would actually take to up-level these things that were causing me strife in my life and business. And what happened? You, you can guess what happened. I felt the urge to check my email just a couple hours later after the shit had gone down and I had gotten the email just then. The email saying everything was cleared up despite the fact they told me it was going to take three days. It took maybe four hours and it happened exactly when I was feeling the shift. And God, if I had a dollar for every time shit like that has happened to me, you know, maybe it's in meditation where I feel the shift. I feel the, like it clicks kind of, or I just feel at peace suddenly, finally. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be meditation or I do emotional freedom technique, tapping. It can happen during tapping. Like sometimes it's just like the sale I've been waiting for comes through or like something unexpected comes through or the email comes through. Once I finally release, but not just release, but I go bigger. I got bigger than my problems and I really tapped into that divine consciousness that is like, that's reminding us that we're asking the wrong questions. The question isn't, you know, when am I going to be able to get my money? The question is like, okay, obviously you're going to get your money. Like, cause money's always flowing to you, even if it had been a big disaster, in the end, it's always flowing. So like, what are you going to do with your bigger vision? How are you going to up-level your vision? As soon as I tapped into that, everything worked out and everything kept flowing. And I kept realizing like, I, I was the one holding myself back. You know, the things I had wanted this assistance with were all within my reach, you know, with a little bit of planning, you know, it wasn't like, we're not talking thousands of dollars. Although even that, you know, even if you're like, you want to work with a coach, say like ongoing, say you want to work with me <laughs> and you're like, oh, and I actually get this a lot. Cause I, you know, for my private coaching, I have people fill out a form online to get, you know, to sign up for a mini session so we can talk and see if it's a fit. And, um, the reason we do this is because, you know, I have my standard package, but depending on what your issues are, I may suggest something different. So I want to have that conversation beforehand before just being like, this is what it costs, you know, because I don't want to sell you something that is not going to help you or that you don't need. And I also don't want you to make decisions based on like what you think is going to happen. So often people are worried about the financial investment. And it's funny to me because my rates are like very, very reasonable. Um, and, and honestly, on the lower end in the industry, they're very aligned for me. But it's interesting because I always wonder, I'm like, I, what do they, I'm like, I was like, you know, I know it's an investment always. Coaching is an investment always. 
But it's funny because I'm like, they don't even know yet, like what it's going to cost. <laughs> like maybe it's, it's may, might be way less than they even expect. And I have payment plans and like, we're totally going to work it out. But because people honestly are afraid to take even that first step of signing up for a consultation, they, you know, have all these stories they've created. Like, oh, I can't afford it. In fact, most people don't even get to the stage where they sign up for the consultation. In fact, pretty much everybody who actually gets on the phone and does the consultation ends up booking the package because it's like if they've made it that far, they've busted through, honestly, the most difficult resistance. The biggest resistance we experience is not even wanting to find out, you know? And hell, even I was doing this. Like I, I had all these dreams of like my dream team forming. I'm talking like a full-time dream team, just like people in my, my crew who I could count on to help me with things in my business and life. And, you know, I had all these stories of like, I can't afford that. That's a waste of money. It's stupid, blah, 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 blah. Only certain types of people have those things, which even though I don't believe that intellectually, you know, subconsciously that comes through sometimes. But anyway, once I actually started getting the details, I was like, oh, I could totally do this, you know, on a scale that's doable for me now, both as far as the investment is concerned and like, I don't need a full-time VA at this point um, and stuff like that. And so I encourage you to get bigger than your problems, whatever the problems you're facing. So maybe it's, I mean, a lot of people at all levels of income experience issues around money and business, you know, a lot of people, it really, and like I said, I've actually not noticed a real decrease in the perceived problems around money with increased income for most people because the problems follow you because the problems are honestly internal. And I can say that with great authority because I have been just as stressed out making the most I ever have as I was making the least. It's, I mean, absolutely money solves problems. It makes life easier. And if you're somebody, and I've been this person, I'm still this person sometimes, so I'm not, not thrown shade by any means. But if you're somebody who consistently sees problems, looks for problems, has a story that things are difficult and there's never enough, that's going to follow you regardless of how much you make. I promise. So like I said, no shade because I've been you and I'm still you sometimes. Um, in, the, in the words of Angel Hayes, who's one of my favorite, favorite rappers, she says, um, I've been there, I'm still here. No. I've been there, I'm still there. Oh, crap, what is it? Oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> like, it was like in my mind. Oh, I've been there, I'm still here, and I know how it feels. That's what it is. <laughs> well, anticlimactic once it actually comes out. But anyway, the point is like, I'm, I'm there with you. Evolution, spiritual evolution, personal evolution. It's not linear. It's not like once you learn the lesson, you never go back. And it's not even that you've gone back. It's that you're just revisiting it from a new perspective and a higher perspective, you know? So yeah, whatever the problem is you're facing, I want you to think like if the word God resonates with you or universe or higher self, pick the word that resonates with you. Say, what would the goddess do? I would say, like, what would Venus do? Or sometimes not, because, like, sometimes what Venus would do is not, you know, resonant. 
you might have to channel different archetypes <laughs> depending on your what you're going after. What would, you know, God do? What would love do? That's something I've heard in a lot of spiritual texts. What would my higher self do? What would my future self do? What would Jesus do? <laughs> it's funny, like, that's the last one I said. Um, you can pick whatever it is you want, but the point is, like, getting out of your head and going a little bigger and just thinking of, like, honestly, what I tapped into inadvertently was the idea that if if you just could step into the space of the problem, the perceived problem being handled, what would you do? It's already handled. Because I mean, quite frankly, if you've done everything you can do on the earthly plane to handle it, it's handled. Like maybe you won't get the results you like, but it's handled. So let's just assume it's gonna happen in for the best the results or the, the solution's gonna come for your highest good. So that's taken care of. So what's next to worry about? In three months, when you, the problem has been completely fixed, long since fixed, and you've progressed three months worth of progression, what are you gonna handle then? Even if it feels like a fantasy, go there. This is my biggest, biggest manifestation trick to be a powerful manifester, to be a powerful witch, you have to become adept at, quite frankly, ignoring your reality, ignoring your perceived reality and deciding what you're going to see instead. And sure, some people might call that delusional. Spiritual people may call that spiritual bypass, which it absolutely isn't. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to get into like what the difference is there now so much, but the reality is this. Once you've processed what has to be processed, you have two choices. You either focus on what's wrong, in air quotes, in your current reality, or focus on what you want to be right. And the more you can consistently focus not on where you are, but where you're headed, the more that starts to become your present reality happens energetically, but it also happens practically because if you're tapping into that bigger vision and you're taking actions, like I've said, to like figure out what you would need to make that bigger vision happen, then a magical thing happens, but it's actually just practical. It's not magic at all. You're doing the things to make the things happen. And so they happen sooner. Crazy, right? <laughs> so that's honestly the biggest thing that that if you can tap into that, your reality will change. It will. So it was my intention, it is my intention with this episode to just be honestly realistic about the challenges I experience with this, but also to really show you that taking a bigger view results in these problems in the present to get handled either on the practical or the energetic level with my case with the paypal fiasco on the energetic level it just the thing magically came through at the time when i finally took my hands off to me that's an energetic release and magically energetically it came through and then also on the practical which is that you know 
I was tapping into a bigger vision I had for myself. And so I took the steps I needed to move forward on some of those things. And when you do that, you stop operating on the limited perceptions of the human level and you tap into divine consciousness that wants you to think a whole lot fucking bigger. And when you think bigger, the little stuff has a magical way of getting taken care of. And from my experience just the other day, even when those little things seem fucking massive in the moment. Okay? So you can apply this to anything. I want to hear how you apply this to your life. I want to hear what you are going to zoom out from and focus on the bigger picture with. And a little homework. I encourage you to look at something in your life that you think you can't afford. Or conversely, say you have like a monetary goal. I want you to look at Okay, sorry. Let me, let me back up. <laughs> if, if there's something in your life you think you can't afford, I want you to find out exactly how much it would cost. And I want you to be open to the form it takes. So say your fantasy is to have like a live-in chef. Okay. <laughs> maybe you're not there yet, you know? And honestly, like maybe you wouldn't actually want that. So let's like take steps to see if that's actually a fit. That's another thing. It's practical. Even if you had the money for a live-in chef now, you may not want that yet. So find out what it would cost to sign up for a meal prep service. Or my favorite is just finding a person in your area. Instagram is a great place to do this. Maybe they somebody who posts food or recipes. Or maybe you know a friend who's ace at healthy cooking or whatever you want. And you ask them how much it would cost to meal prep for you once a week, you know, a few meals and deliver them. I know a few people who have done this and it was super affordable. They were surprised to find, especially if like you're really not a cook and you buy ingredients, they go bad. So it's like you're wasting money anyway. So find out on some, maybe a smaller level, what it would cost, the thing. You know, maybe your dream is never to clean again like mine. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, I don't, I would not really want someone living with me, I don't think, who like works for me. That doesn't, I don't know. I like my privacy at home. And so I don't think I would actually want like a live-in staff. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can think, okay, like what is a step to get there? Maybe getting someone once a month to help. And again, you can look, like you don't have to look to official services. You can look, I love hiring random people on the, on the internet for things. Obviously not to clean my house because like, although you could, um, but, you know, for other things. Find out, that's the first thing. And if you have an actual financial goal, this actually ties into it really well because a lot of people are like, I want to make a million dollars, but they have no idea what they would do with that or their actual dreams don't cost a million dollars. Not saying you still can't make a million dollars, but the reality is like you're overshooting the mark. So figure out, I love every month I make an ideal budget. I make a real budget, an ideal budget. And I shouldn't say real because they're equally real on the energetic level but I make a budget based on like what I already know is coming in and going out that I make an ideal budget I just finished mine for September that's like everything I would like to be able to pay for and I add how much of that would cost and then I fucking know don't always make it but I know 
I have a clear vision. So it's a lot easier to get behind that number because I know what the fuck I would use it for. And this isn't about the universe being like, I want to make sure you can use it. A lot of people have languaging like that. Like the universe cares. It doesn't. You human self care. So you feel more like, oh, this is of service to my life. There's a reason I'm not just being greedy, which is obviously a whole limiting belief around what it means to be greedy. Not getting into that now. But it helps you get behind the goal. Makes you more likely to reach it or at least get closer than you would otherwise. And... You know, sometimes you find out that like all the things that you, you know, desire money for, sometimes the things come to you in a discounted form or in a free form. So that I consider that the same. If I'm already going to spend money on something, I get it for free. It's like, there you go. Sometimes you add it up and it's like less than you thought. Sometimes it's more than you thought, but at least you know. So it's like a two-parter, that clarity in both ways Instead of just writing things off automatically, thinking like, oh, I'll do that next year. That's actually, I've been pushed quite a few times recently in my business. Things I was thinking like, oh, I'm probably going to do that like in January or a couple months, blah, blah, blah. Starting to be like, oh, I might have to do it sooner. I might have to up-level that sooner. And as a result, I have to like smash my stories around how long it takes to be ready for things, you know? So... I really encourage you to like to do those clarity exercises and let me know what happens as a result. Let me know what you find and let me know if you feel that things flow more easily now that you have that clarity. So thank you all so much for listening. I do have one announcement and I'm gonna be announcing this until the next week and a half because my upcoming six-week course, Boss Witch University, it starts September 9th. And it is a powerful and actionable and easy to digest and fun six-week journey into what I call magical entrepreneurship. I am teaching you real-life fucking magic plus real-life fucking strategy to create the fantasy business of your dreams. So if you have a business idea but have no idea where to fucking start, or maybe you don't even have an idea but you know you want to do something for yourself, or possibly you have a side hustle go you and you're like I don't really I want to go bigger on it maybe I want to quit my day job but I have no idea how to get there this course is for you every so it's a six-week course and we alternate every other week with lecture style live classes live video classes they're all recorded that uh, address certain themes ranging from um, creating your dream business. So taking your idea and turning it into an actionable plan. We talk about creating offerings, getting your first clients, growing that number, that list of clients, showing up on social media with integrity, setting intention, and so much more. I teach you the practical steps you need to take to start a business, regardless of the type of business, and what you need to do to kind of, you know, make it happen on the physical level. And then every other week, we have amazing group rituals that help release your resistance to success, release your resistance to receiving more money, call in your ideal clients, and so much more. So it's an amazing, amazing, amazing blend that I've never seen before of magic and mindset and 
strategy. It's so cool. The content, I cannot say enough about it. I'm so excited about it because it's all my favorite things to talk about. And it's also everything I wish I had received as a starting business owner in the past. I'm on my fourth business. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of fucking mistakes. Hell, I'm still making mistakes. I don't know everything, but I've learned a lot along the way. And I love, it's my absolute passion getting people started in their businesses and making them not just feel like they have the knowledge they need that's, you know, actionable, but not watered down, but also that they have the mindset and the, you know, really the spiritual size, because quite frankly, entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development and spiritual journey you'll ever go on. You'll learn so much about yourself and it's my absolute passion to assist people who are unique and individual and badass, assist them in launching the business of their dreams and creating empowerment, purpose, and good old fashioned money from the things that they love and are naturally incredible at. So you can join Boss Witch University now. The link is in the show notes. You can go to Rebirth of Venus slash Boss Witch. The course, it's also super affordable. The investment is only $197, single payment, or you can hop on a payment plan to make it even more affordable. Um, I also have a couple of amazing offers for, I call them up-level offers, and they're really for people who want to join the course, but they also want more. So there are really, really amazing low-cost intro coaching package offers. There are two different options. So basically, for a fraction of my normal private coaching rates, you can get a modified package to add onto the course to get one-on-one help with your business idea, with your website, with the practical steps you need to take. Honestly, you get to pick what we focus on in those sessions. So check those out as well. They're super, super affordable. Also, payment plans are available for those up-level packages as well. And honestly, my, my goal is to get as many people as possible into this course so that we can change the fucking world together. We can change the fucking world and change our lives, create better lives for ourselves, for our families, for our loved ones, and do so in integrity without dulling down or diluting a single drop of our amazing individuality in the process. So if you want to learn real life fucking magic, yes, I'm including magical spells in this course. If you want to learn real life fucking magic to achieve success on your own terms, you have to check out Boss Witch University, Rebirth of Venus slash Boss Witch. Like I said, we start the 9th, so it's right around the corner. I would love, love, love to see you inside. As always, if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus, or you can email me hello at rebirthofvenus.com. As always, all of the links are in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing, amazing weekend. And I really encourage you to take a bigger view, to look at how you can expand on your vision and watch how the bullshit problems of your life disappear in the process. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app and share it with a friend. I would love to hear from you. 
let's continue the conversation on Instagram. DM me at rebirth underscore of Venus. And be sure to grab your free ritual guide at rebirthofvenus.com.